Welcome to episode 100 of the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast. I am Jenny Stevenson, your host, and we have something very special for you today. We are closing in on the end of 2020. Uh, a vaccine has been approved, actually two, uh, but we're not near the end of this experience that we're having with COVID-19. And you can almost think of it as a marathon what we have gone through, very long and drawn out. And if you take that image of a marathon, you can start to think that we might be able to learn something from athletes who train for situations like this, for events like this, where they are going to need endurance, strength and endurance, both mental and physical. Um, when we think that way, when Peter and I thought that way, uh, we had someone come to mind here in our community. Uh, his name is Asher Smiley, and he is the owner and an instructor at Krav Maga Revolution, uh, right here in Petaluma. He's been training for years, and uh, just briefly I'll say Krav Maga is a self-defense skill that was originated by the Israeli Defense Force. It is intense, it is effective, practical self-defense against um, against violence and in military applications. We decided to go over and meet with him and interview him and find out how he approaches staying mentally tough, building physical strength and endurance. How does he handle setbacks, pain, discouragement? How does he teach this to his students? Follow along and uh, we will meet you there. You're, you're teaching uh, Krav Maga, yes. which means... Contact combat. And that's in Hebrew. That is, yes. And this is the kind of uh, self-defense, yes. but it's really more practical. It's not just like a, a dojo type of thing. It is, and you know, I would say that's the big difference why we use the term self-defense as opposed to a martial art, right? A martial art at one time was the martial aspect of it and over time gradually becomes more the art aspect of it. Yeah. Certainly for Krav Maga being designed for the military, it's meant to be to the point to neutralize and for the military's defense purposes, kill or can incapacitate very, very quickly. Yeah. And therefore it's been, you know, subsequently designed how, what do civilians deal with? And that's most of what I teach because most of my students are civilians. But there are, you know, law enforcement as well as the military applications for all of What I'd like to know today is, um, we are, we have a, a, a podcast, and that's what this is going to be part of. Yeah. And we talk about, um, we really try to establish for people who are going through struggle and suffering and pain. And you know, that's, that's tough stuff. It and is. what we deal with is trauma. And we deal with all kinds of things. We deal with a lot of dying and death and sickness and people that have had terrible backgrounds, a lot of post-traumatic stress. We don't call it a disorder, we call it an injury. Yeah. Um, so we, we're very familiar with it. But one of the things that we um, have found is to offer people hope, because we talk about there really is hope. And you can develop a sense of resilience and strength that you can't find any other way until you go through certain kinds of struggle and suffering as part of life. Completely agree with that. Now, you know, we've been talking about a good year. This is our 100th episode today. Oh, so yeah. damn, congratulations. I feel yeah. honored. Um, you are. You're, we're glad to have you. We've been looking forward to this. And so one of the things that we encourage people to do is to uh, understand 
how to, in, how to get through pain, how to look at it differently. Well, it's become extremely relevant now. Yeah. Um, we call it, we deal with a lot of people on our like, uh, not just military, but uh, fr frontline workers like mm -hmm. ourselves and others that deal with pain regularly. We call it nurses, doctors, yeah. extraordinary reality. Most people would rather not do it. Totally. They avoid it. In our culture, that's forget it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, now everybody's thrust into the extraordinary reality. So one of the things that we've learned, and we work with people, we have guests on, and how people learn to gain a new strength and look at pain um, as more of nothing, to, it's not something to fear, but something as a, a challenge to get through mm -hmm. and to reap the benefits. Totally. It's a, a lot of endurance ball. athletes know about this. I'm yeah. an athlete still. And um, they know about it, but most people, when they come up against a lot of pain, they're going to go the other way. Or, Absolutely. That's for somebody else, not me. Then there's people like us that we embrace it. We work in it when it's a calling on our lives. Totally. Um, so we look at that and we go, well, you know what? We want to convey the message to the folks today who aren't prepared, and that's most, that there is a way to get through this. There is a way to not just be afraid or overwhelmed or completely discombobulated by it, but to, to embrace it and to move forward and not to run away from it, even if you've never done it before. You're in it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And we, we encourage people to begin to look at life in a new way, and that pain is part of life. So is struggle. It's something that we certainly in our culture have avoided, yeah. and um, we're kind of uh, jaded about, but now that's different. Yeah. And there's a new way of, of dealing with this change, and you don't have to let it completely overwhelm you or paralyze you. And a lot of people, believe it or not, are not coping well. Yeah. And this is, we're in this for the long haul, as we were finding out. Yes. So we're teaching people how to begin to look at it as an opportunity, as a new way of looking at life and incorporating what they're going through and actually looking at it as we call a blessing in disguise. Right. Because it gives you a chance to begin to learn new skills, new life skills. Maybe there's things that you've wanted to do that you, wouldn't, you never took the time to even think about. Well, now you got the time. Yeah. Um, maybe there's things you never wanted to face about yourself. Now, people on the front lines like us, we have to face it or we're going to burn out and we're going to not be very effective. Yeah. Most people would do that. It's teaching people how to adapt, how to face pain and in a new way. And actually, you can look at an athlete and go, these long-term, these high-level athletes like yourself who are trained, there's pain involved. You just Absolutely. said a 16-year-old broke your ribs. Yeah. Right. Teaching people that attitude is a lot, is a new thing. And it's teaching hard. people a value of um, how to, in, not just endure, to adapt, to develop new interests, new skills, new abilities, to get creative, and not let this difficulty stop you. Yeah. In fact, look at it as a new opportunity. Not like these long-term, long-distance athletes, totally. like I do. The reason we're talking to you today is you're a trainer yeah. in a very intensive military self-defense art. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, you just told me, I mean, you were training with a 68 broke your ribs. Yeah. That's not fun. That's hard to breathe after that. Did you breathe good? I mean, doesn't that hurt? It sucked, but I went back and continued training because that's just what you do. Yeah. Well, at least that's what I do. I, you know, <laughs> that injury, I broke those same ribs three more times in a six week period because I refused to stop training. What we do involves a lot of pain too, and totally. it's helping people through trauma, we're exposed to incredible pain. And yeah. that doesn't mean we're not feeling it, no matter. No.
but we've developed this resilience of knowing how to work it through. And we don't, at the time, we can't take the time in our own pain because we're there to help other people. Right. But we had, we have had to train ourselves through our work on how to decompress, how to, how to let go of that so we have the resilience to go on. I've been doing what I'm doing now 50 years, yeah. and we're, we're roaring. We're still moving very fast, and I love it. Yeah. But it's very, very difficult work. Most people don't want to do it. It's very hard. I think that what you do is teaching people how to see pain and challenge and struggle as a new opportunity and has a different purpose in life that can open up their lives, not just for, for, with the training, but it affects other parts of their life too. It changes their attitude. Absolutely. I wanted to know from you personally, yeah. how you, how, we know how we deal with our stuff, and we know how to help other people. We don't know much about your, your military, or Steve does, but we don't. But how this, you know, how you deal with yourself and through the work you do, you've talked about having broken ribs several times and yada yada, and your parents finally got pissed and yeah. they were right by the way. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, but I'd like to know how, where you are in your life today and how you deal with, you're starting your own business. It's a, it's a great idea. I know some of the people are coming right through, love it. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about how you work through these things and, yeah. and what it's done for you. So, I mean, in general, one of the things to me that the training does is create perseverance, right? You're going to run into someone better than you, always in training. Mm -hmm. um, you're always going to come onto your own personal physical limitations, especially when you're new to training. You might not be in the best shape to start with. Everything feels worse than it should, and you think you're dying the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, so the standpoint is like part of the perseverance is the continuing to come through and continue to train in that way. How I deal with the injuries is of course like, okay, I have to diagnose what level of badness is this particular injury, you know? I didn't want to stop with the broken ribs thinking that I can protect them. I was wrong and I continued to make the injury worse where I needed to stop. Other situations like, you know, breaking my toes and things like that, or breaking my fingers. Um, those don't require the same level of stopping, not really, if you're mentally ready to be like, okay, yeah, that really, really sucked. And it it hurts. hurts a lot, but I can just take that finger to the next finger and keep going if I decide that that's what's about to happen. And that's where that, okay, where does the mental toughness come in? Well, that's what I did. I taped the finger and I came back onto the mat and continued my training session or when I broke my toe. You wrap it, or in the case of the EMT who thinks he's funny, it's not the pinky or the big toe, I can cut it off for you and you're not a disabled person, thank you. Uh, just tape the toe, That please. was a joke, right? It was a joke, but he had a knife in his hand because it was Israel. Oh, so it was in Israel when that happened, so yeah, he yeah, thought yeah. he was being funny. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no, no, you can just tape the toe, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, so it's a, but it's one of those things where it just doesn't, start that way or certainly for most people it doesn't start that way to have that mental fortitude or the understanding enough of your body to be like is this a legitimate injury that requires my actual rest and recovery or is this something that's discomfort that I really don't like but I actually could push through to see how much I actually can give in this situation and so that's where the baby steps come. So you, in, right? that's right. That's another that's where part the baby of it. steps. Come but in. what you're saying is you've embraced a different attitude about pain. Absolutely. And struggle, and you've you're 
I want to say sport, but this is more than really just a sport. It is, because it's about protection for real life. Right. We're not training for a fight where I know my opponent's game and they know my game. I'm training for the attacker or mugger or the group of people that are coming at me or my family, right? You know, that's my attitude. I don't look at pain as the end. I look yeah. at it as move through it and come through the other side because there's so much benefit to it. It sounds to me that even at a younger age, you're much younger than I am, you've learned that too. Absolutely. Do, do you convey that to your students too? Totally. I mean, that's where, you know, the Krav Maga, definitely we have to teach the mindset, right? It's, it's all well and good to say, hey, yeah, I'm learning these skills to protect myself. But if you're going to do it with minimal effort in a real life situation, you're not doing anything. You're going to probably still get seriously hurt or have bad things happen to you. Right. You have to have the headspace of a thousand percent. And yeah, injury might occur. I might get really messed up. This person has a knife and I'm up against a wall and my only option is to get through them. I will probably be getting stabbed. But you know what? That's fine. I would rather get through this than be up against the wall and know I'm being stabbed anyways and not go home. So you take a more um, assertive stance. Very much In so. other words, instead of going passive or um, uh, running away or which sometimes it's a wise Well, no, where running away is always an option. Oh, yeah. well, when there is the option of running exactly. away. That's why I specifically chose up against the wall. My only option is to go through my opponents, yeah. right? So what you're, learning, what you're really talking about is you learned how to be assertive and Absolutely. in certain situations instead of letting it. And there is fear. I mean, somebody coming through. Of course. Know, I still get butterflies in my stomach at altercations and things like that or before like training fights and sparring. Sure. But, you know, you push that stuff down and fuel the fire to get ready and Actually, that enjoy helps it. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy it, right? Yeah. It helps a little bit. It does. Because I've had that, I've been competing for years and I still get that way. Yeah. But, what, but, the, but the part of it that I'm hearing is that is, now I know some people are, are born really strong willed and assertive. Absolutely. Okay, true. and for them, this is going to come easier. There's a lot of people that aren't. Yeah. And they have to, but this seems to be a skill or an ability that people can learn. It's a Huge mental it's toughness. A it is a mental toughness okay. skill. So it's something that people can learn. Absolutely. And it would be very beneficial. Uh, everyone should learn this. And especially definitely. now, during the pandemic, wouldn't you say yeah. that, that attitude would really help them? Absolutely, because it's adaptability. And the ability to not look at it of, oh no, my life isn't going the way I wanted it to because the five-year plan I made three and a half years ago is no longer on track. Yes. Dude, how much of your life is what it was that time period ago anyways? start to reevaluate more regularly and more realistically of what your life wants to be. And start looking ahead to new opportunities. Yeah. And probably people wouldn't even do that unless they were up against the challenge. Well, exactly, because we, most people live within the bubble of comfort, right? No one wants to go outside the comfort zone, and so therefore people stay in bad relationships. They stay in crummy jobs. They just go along with their life because it's comfortable enough for them. But if you're willing to live life constantly outside of comfort levels, then you're no longer willing to take those BSE jobs or the crappier relationship. You're more willing to say, hey, I don't like this about our relationship. Let's fix it or we're moving on, right? And yeah. that's how you suddenly are now more assertive in all aspects of your life when all you originally were doing was just becoming self-defense and mental toughness, so right? Yeah, and you're talking about being adaptive as well. Yeah, massively But so. also being creative. And yeah. truthful. Well, adaptability and creativity are the same thing, in my opinion, right? Oh. To be adaptable, you have to be creative. 
in many ways. That's, that's true. I can learn things from a younger person. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I, we, we're really loving, because we started this before the pandemic, mm. and it's just kind of, with a lot of the things that we've been teaching and talking about really are practical and applicable now. Yeah. Um, and we're bringing people on that have been dealing with this extraordinary life and attitude for a long time, either by choice or not. Yeah. But when they come through it with a new kind of resilience, a new attitude, they can adapt. They can Absolutely. see change that would scare someone else or petrify them as, actually, this is exciting and it's, in some ways it's unpleasant, but what an opportunity here. Okay, so we're going to see one of the t introduction techniques. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I okay. will, I can totally tell. And this is Steve Rustad. Yes. These are. Um, Do you want to take your glasses off for me, my friend? I'll take mine off too, just to be Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you're going to demonstrate. Yes. Okay, so, um, so what I'm going to demo for you right now is what we refer to as the front protocol. It comes from our IKF uh, curriculum, so directly from Israel and what they're teaching to paratrooper units, as well as the arresting units for terrorists in Gaza, as well as the West Bank. This is designed so that dealing with almost any type of frontal attack, up to a gun where it changes, we can use this as our main go-to option of defending their attack towards us. Look, right, look, look. Hands on your back, hands on your back. Hands on your stomach, stay up. Thank you, sir. Really? Thank you very much. Very practical. You both have talked about mental toughness, the attitude of perseverance. Mm -hmm working through pain, how do you nurture that in yourself and help nurture it in others? That's a great, great question. Uh, in terms of how I help to nurture it in myself, I am a very, very big proponent of visualization, actually. And so I will use time of my meditation, not just on like calming myself, but also visualizing what my goals are, where I want to be within them, and you know, saying the mantras, this will be painful, this is going to be difficult, that's okay, because what I wish to get to is worth that pain. Okay, that is one of the attitudes that look at pain differently, and that is getting, seeing beyond it, and knowing that the pain isn't enough to stop you because the opportunity and the strengthening comes as you go through it and overcome the fear and the pain. He's got that attitude, you can hear it. He's not just a nice little Jewish boy, you can see that. Even though he looks a little like right? that. He looks a little like a rabbi. I always like to say I prefer people to see me as Clark Kent. I'm happy to walk through life and I'm unassuming no one pays attention to me. But if you want to, I can take the glasses off also and you get to meet Superman. You know who's like that? My son. We're really hearing today somebody who's used his skills and um, his abilities to really put this into practical action and he's taken, he's learned it from a very practical type of, um, it's not just a martial art. I mean, I don't look at this as an art. That looked to me like real practical self-defense. And it's also very aggressive. It's not just offensive, it's aggressive. And you can see for a young man, I mean, he's got a lot of capability and he really is disarming. He doesn't look like what we just saw. I think that for me, I've for a long time looked like and you've seen it, where I look a little threatening, or if people, they realize all of a sudden they're in trouble, and, and 
They're right. I don't walk around like that. Um, I learned that persona growing up. One of the things that we've learned in our work that we've done, and I've done it for 50 years, we've helped thousands of people through terrible trauma, is that it does affect us deeply. But if we let it accumulate and we don't know how to decompress and get rid of the effects of it or what it's brought up in us or what we've absorbed from others, we're not going to stay the course. We're going to burn out. We're going to get resentful. We're going to get bitter. And then it's not a healthy aggressiveness anymore. It's a sourness. It's a bitterness. It's a negativity. That's not what he's talking about. And I'm not either. We're talking about something that's a part of life. And it's dealing with a condition of life that most people have not wanted to face. Death, dying, sickness, we face it constantly. Helping people come to hope again. Um, but I think a lot of people have run away for so long that they don't have, the, it's like they've lost that, that muscle in them, that mental muscle is flaccid. So what we're talking about is learning how to get through things as tough as it is and know that you can come through the other side and the more you do it, the more you build up your own personal portfolio of experience to draw upon to know, hey, I've been through this and worse. And this is almost preparing me for this that's even worse, but I've done it before and I can get through this. It doesn't mean that this is easy. In fact, it's very difficult, but it's the experience of not letting it crush me, not letting it make me into a bitter, angry, nasty guy. It's learning how to get rid of the effects of it and to go on and to find the resilience, the flexibility, looking at things as a challenge rather than some kind of fearful, painful event to run away from. Um, uh, it's learning how to be a winner, which doesn't always mean winning. What I've learned is the real winners, and I love athletics, aren't the people that, that it just comes up so naturally, it's easy. It's the people that are knocked down and they take what they've learned from the pain of the loss or whatever they got, and they come back, their attitude's better, their skills are better, and they learn. And that seems to be something that you can transpose today into what's happening in this pandemic. This is a very, I want to say, this is a very difficult time of year. So we want to encourage people to think positively, hopefully, even during these times of uncertainty. Hanukkah, Christmas, um, I don't know what the Muslims, I forget what you call it. Don't take it badly, I don't remember, sorry. But the thing that you can look at is that something good is going to come out of this even though it's very difficult right now, and it is a very uncertain time. Holidays can be very tough anyway. This year it's tougher. A lot of people are losing their jobs and businesses, but you know what? Out of this, we're gonna see something new, a new strength, a new ability to endure, a new ability to persevere, and to take the challenges in a new way. That's what I encourage. Not easy living, but know how to be effective. This is an effective man right now. And thank you so much for what you did. You're a fine young man, and I can say that because I'm a little older than you. I hope you enjoyed uh, meeting Asher Smiley and watching the demonstration and learning some of what he, what he puts together for himself and his students to succeed, to move forward, to keep his attitude positive and strong uh, in all the challenges that he goes through. And I think there's things there that we can learn from and use as we continue to go through this COVID experience. I again am Jenny Stevenson, host of the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast. I do want to mention that there was an article in the New York Times, uh, it's been a little while ago, 
that also covered some of these ideas, recommended some skills, interviewed some athletes. It was called Build, Build Mental Endurance Like a Pro, and a link to that article will appear in our podcast credits, along with a link to Asher's Dojo Krav Maga Revolution in Petaluma. So if what we've brought to you today is of value, and I, I sure hope it was, uh, please consider donating to us, SC Trauma Treatment, uh, who generously sponsor and support what we're doing here. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Please like us and uh, share us, and please go to our YouTube channel where you'll find everything that we do and you get to watch what we do, not just listen. Our podcast is also on all of the regular podcast outlets. You can reach Peter and I at 707-781-3335 or Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com. Thank you for watching. Please be safe, and we will see you again soon.